welcome to the Career Mentor Podcast, a program of hunger for success, a nonprofit organization devoted to helping people find and keep family wage jobs. Your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. podcast. I'm your host, Brad Lebowski. Uh, and today we have a very special guest, uh, Matt Wurzel. He is a certified professional resume writer, um, career coach, and outplacement expert with over 15 years in human resources and career advancement techniques. He manages MJW careers and provides assistance to companies in transition from downsizes to buyouts, as well as individual job seekers needing to advance their careers. And we're really grateful for Matt today and his time. He's going to give us some insight in the importance of your resume now more than ever, as the landscape of jobs in our economy is ever changing. Um, I think Matt can add a lot of value to us today and providing us his expertise and, and outlook on the importance of what your resume should uh, include and look like. And Matt, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, Brad. I appreciate it, too. Uh, so tell me about a few items that are essential for job seekers to include on their resumes. Uh, the most essential uh, sections I kind of will speak about would have to be definitely uh, the right contact information, um, something that doesn't take up too much space, um, the uh, summary, some skills or core competencies, an accomplishment section, your experience, and then your education certification kind of affiliation area where, you, where you're going to talk about kind of your memberships and what you've been doing in the community and your, your uh, uh, credentials you've earned. So, and then, you know, uh, you, can, you can kind of veer off from there depending on the, the situation you have, uh, you know, how many red gaps they might have to resolve in their situation or if they're a career changer or if they're, you know, relying heavily on more transferable skills or what have you. So there's a lot of different things that you can customize, but that is kind of the standard, you know, chronological um, meets kind of a functional, you know, you call it combinational where you, where you kind of have a nice little area of pop of these are some really neat things I do that relate to the role. And then here's my experience chronologically listed. So I kind of go with that method and I think it has the most, uh, you know, punch. And when you think about the hiring manager during the, crisis that we're in right now, what you just suggested was excellent accomplishment statements, community work. I mean, these things align with, with what we believe in as well. From a hiring manager's perspective, how does it help them choose you for that interview, having the appropriate resume content that you just listed? Yeah, I think it just kind of has a nice ebb and flow, and it's it's kind of a pragmatic approach. You know, um, if I always say, you know, if you keep it logical, the way you set up your resume, if you got it where they're not crinkling their foreheads when they're reading it, and it makes sense, you know, nine times out of 10, you know, you're, you're halfway there already, let's, let's get you in for the interview and see if you can actually, you know, do the job. And, and I think um, once they evaluate a candidate based off the resume, you know, they want to see something that um, intrigues them to want to bring them in for the interview. So this kind of layout, it just kind of has a nice tone setter with a summary that you're saying, you know, here is um, some of value I can provide you relating to this role. And um, I, here is, you know, essentially what I'm looking to do. And that's kind of my three sentence structure for a summary I do uh, and how I write them. And then the next with the core competencies, I like it because 
uh, it speaks to the job you're doing and the words that relate to that role from the hiring manager perspective. Well, if you have them in there and they see that they transfer into their day-to-day -day jobs, they're going to say, oh, this guy, this, this guy or girl are, are walking the walk, so to speak, in there. Um, and they're actually doing the things that relate to our everyday. So, you know, if you're in supply chain, you speak about these different methodologies that only you in the supply chain world would know about. Um, and these are the kind of things that kind of speak, you know, spark their interest going, okay, I want to read a little bit more and let's see what they've been doing. Um, so then I like the accomplishment section, having a few sentences where, you know, you take it almost like you're having the job descriptor um, meets what you've been doing. And then if you can kind of put them together and formulate a sentence that has a value impact on it, that's a great sentence. You're talking, here is an issue and the scenario and, and, and what I did to resolve that scenario and look at the outcome, whether it's a percentage, a value, or just a quantifiable statement. So it doesn't have to have a sales number, say, uh, per se. You know, you can have, uh, um, you know, a few uh, uh, lines that relate to a kind of a, you know, bottom line impact mentality. So you're talking, you know, waste reduction or revenue increases or, you know, cutting uh, costs or whatever. So somehow you're kind of, you know, having that notion, hey, look at I'm concerned about your pains and look how much value I can offer you. And that's that accomplishment section, that real transferable skill, um, you know, also includes that kind of accomplishments thought. Um, and then your meat and potatoes, your experience. And that's kind of where a lot of recruiters might even jump down to right away just to see what you've been doing. I know they're, they're real title heavy a lot of times and it can be, you know, a bad habit, but at the same time, you know, it's a it's a kind of a nice little way to go right to the what they've been doing and seeing if they can slide into that role you're recruiting for. Um, so it's relevant to have that mentality again of write your sentences with the accomplishments uh, theory and then um, you know really honing in on making it uh, uh, you know spell check and, and making sure you, you lead off with some impact type statements um, things that excite them as a reader uh, and then you know kind of tie it all together finally with all your credentials because you know, credentials are important, but if they're a mandate, they might jump there right away. If they if they absolutely cannot hire you without a bachelor's, they might jump there and say, oh, they got a bachelor's, now they'll move back up. You know, so they'll find the education if it's a mandate. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to be not letting you into the interview room because you put your education before the experience or anything like that. So just think of it logically, and that's kind of how we, we set it up. Well, I appreciate that, Matt, and I like what you said about the accomplishment statements, that there's some value there. We always like to work with our participants and tell them a lot of hiring managers not want to know just not what you did, but how well you did it. So I really appreciate that focus on accomplishments. Tell me, um, how can job seekers find opportunities during this global crisis? So again, this is one of those kind of, um, you know, work around creative thinking you have to do. You, you can't just apply on the, uh, uh, you know, Indeeds of the World LinkedIn or, or at the company website, which are all fine. Um, you know, getting into those applicant tracking systems is important because obviously the recruiters at those companies will use them to source you later. Um, but you got to start thinking in terms of networking and meeting people. Um, as, uncomfortable, as uncomfortable as it might be uh, for you, maybe if you're an introvert or what have you, you really do have to hone in on some cold networking skills. And, and I think uh, a one workaround, um, and I spoke to this on a separate show before, um, that I really kind of have been seeing as, as really a good process is 
um, utilizing LinkedIn to maybe find some gatekeepers, whether it's a recruiter or maybe even junior members of a team um, at a company that you're targeting. So if you get a company you really like, go on LinkedIn, find some folks that relate to your job as well as that are in HR because you know you want to get you know to the recruiters as well, um, and try to kind of um, set up a, a, almost a cold. Um, kind of virtual meeting with with maybe one of the people that are junior ranking in a department that you're in. So if you're an accountant, maybe you find an analyst in there, a bookkeeper, what have you, and maybe say, hey, you know, just maybe seeing if I could drop you five bucks on Amazon gift card for 10 minutes of your time on a Zoom. I'm interested in working with you guys. And I really, uh, um, I'm just trying to find an avenue and didn't know if maybe you knew um, who the hiring manager was in your department because, you know, maybe they'll hook you up then with the finance manager or, who, or what have you. So um, making these, these, these relationships, especially right now with a lot of people at home in front of the computer a lot, um, you know, things might actually get to them quicker. Um, so I just, I just think there's probably a thousand and one ways and you can look up on Google, probably some unique job hunting techniques. And, and I've seen a bunch of different things and some things even go viral. Um, but uh, definitely start thinking outside the box and utilize the technology we have, like the Indeeds of the world and the LinkedIn's of the world, at your benefit to get creative and, and find workarounds. Well, I like that idea of using LinkedIn and connecting with people that work there. One of the suggestions we give our participants is hang out at the building during lunch as people leaving for lunch. Hey, can I talk to you for a brief moment what it's like working there with social distancing and CDC requirements, having that Zoom meeting, giving them some kind of a Starbucks card or Amazon card. I think that's a great uh, suggestion. Um, Matt, really appreciate your expertise and time today. Tell me a little bit about some best practices we should consider when conducting a webcam interview, which I'm sure is going on now more than ever. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I feel that right now, um, immediately, just don't think of it as a webcam interview. Your best bet is to keep your confidence as if you're going face to face and, and maintain your enthusiasm. Um, I won't, you know, get too, too deep thinking about it because obviously there's a, a different things you can approach with this, but I'll keep it kind of light and say, First off, practice with your technical stuff. Make sure that you can actually get on the call and it sounds clear. Get your background kind of having a little, uh, you know, uh, fun. I have like a golf, you know, master's thing going on here. Um, but, you know, have a professional one so you're not worried about necessarily what's going on behind you. Um, and then articulate yourself as if you were in the room. So maybe if you want to stand um, to kind of have some motivation, just don't move around too much. But, um, you know, or maybe... If you sit, sit up straight, kind of, uh, you know, as, a, you know, you can kind of identify what you're talking at and where you're at on the screen and um, literally just answer everything as if you were in front of them. This is almost um, a little bit of a, a, um, a gift to have the ability to meet with them in front of the computer before you even see them in face to face because you know you don't have this kind of vision around you that they're right there you actually can kind of take your eyes off them for a second um and i just feel like you know really just hone your confidence in make sure you're technically sound have your resume in front of you still as if you were in the room and so you can speak to the points about the resume have another sheet there of maybe some uh, projects or narratives you're going to use for some of the uh, questions you know might be coming uh, remember, don't be redundant on your interview. Don't beat up a project. Leave it alone once and move on. Um, and really 
Um, my final piece of advice is hone in on your pain points, figure out why they have the interview, uh, why you're having the interview, why, why is the job open? If you can get that information or at least assume uh, a few variables based off of some research you've done, done in the news or what have you, but they have a pain, there's an opening there. You have to offer the value to fill the, fill the gap and resolve the pain. So if you can tie your narratives and stories to outcomes similar to that, man, you're talking a great high level conversation with the decision makers. Well, I appreciate that, Matt. I know for me, when I'm doing something in video conferencing, I try to remove my picture, my video, so I make sure I make good eye contact, so I'm not distracted by anything. But those are excellent suggestions. Um, I'll even use some of them because I'm not the best at these, you know, Zoom things, but uh, definitely working. I much prefer in person. But you can still read the room to your point. You can still understand the pain points of why it is they need somebody right away or why they need your level uh, to help them solve a problem or build a team. So I think that's great. Um, so any advice for someone, and we know this is gonna happen, right? We know that there's some industries that are gonna be reduced drastically because of the pandemic. So what advice do you have for somebody who's really forced to look for a different career? What, what would you, how would you advise them? And what's your experience in that? Sure. And it, yeah, it happens a lot more than you'd think. I definitely have a fair share of clients every week that, uh, or prospects even, that that's their big concern is, hey, how can you help me as a career changer? Um, and I'm not sure many people might have heard this already, but transferable, transferable, transferable. How do you relate the new job that you want to pursue? So um, speaking about whether it's educational credentials that match up, okay, okay. So if you've been to schooling and that's about it, what did you do project-wise when you were in the school? What did you um, uh, do in terms of learning? What type of subjects did you gain insight on? Because you can manipulate the words on your resume to kind of still include these types of functions. So, you know, you might say something like acquire knowledge of, list out some buzzwords, you know, let's get, get to the point where you can still have the ability to talk about it, even though you might not have physically done it. And that might wow them enough to get you in the interview room where you can wow them even more to a job and maybe they'll spend a little bit more time and uh, money on you and training. So again, you know, um, prove to them that you have a few things that relate. If you don't learn some things, know the industry you want to get into, go and do your legwork before you drop, you know, you cut bait from your other job and move on to something else. You got to, if you want to be a children's book writer, which is, you know, everybody in the planet wants to do, go learn the industry. What's it take to get to that point of publishing or go learn what are the best practices and protocol to being a professional in that industry. So um, no one's going to wait to train you. You got to go and hunt down a mentor. You got to go and find associations that have free resources. Go and network with people on LinkedIn that are in the business. Trust me, people love talking about their world um, if they can tell someone about it that's interested and you know just just work your way into being close of an expert as you can by the time you're trying to apply to a job so you can at least massage things into the resume that relates so um, I like to do little tricks like aspiring whatever the header is you know and that's kind of your summary leads off saying early career early career experience only aspiring you know it's kind of speaking to it right away you're not you're not you're not uh, trying to cover it up. So that's fine if it's an early career job they're going after, that's fine because now they'll interest it, they'll have interest in you. So, um, and then um, just make sure that, you know, you're not lying on the resume, but make sure you try to find words that relate that you've done. So if it's, you know, project management, everyone manages a project here or there. 
um, you know, some of these, um, you know, cross-functional communications, okay, so now you're talking about you being, being able to collaborate with anyone. Um, you know, these are things that we as humans in society can kind of relate to. So trying to find some of those buzzwords that you've done, uh, albeit just in a different industry or, or, or role or function. But um, yeah, that, that, the key is uh, learn, 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 soak it up and, and start massaging whatever you're learning into the resume and just using little words to kind of not lead on the reader either. Excellent. And, and Matt, if any of our uh, listeners wanted to reach out to you uh, to get more information or companies that are listening, they may want your services. What's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, thank you, Brad. It's, uh, it'd be jobstickers.com. Uh, it's like pot stickers, but job stickers. And uh, on there, you'll, it'll lead you to my website. On there, you'll see my contact information as well as all my content. So uh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for offering that. Yeah, well, Matt, we appreciate your time and your expertise today. Um, I think a lot of people will benefit from it, and we hope to maybe hear from you again, uh, either sometime this year or maybe even a little bit into next year into how things are going. Um, again, for those that are listening, my name is Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. I'm with you here in the Career Mentor Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. We hope to hear from you very, very soon. Thank you. This has been the Career Mentor Podcast, intellectual property of hunger for success. All rights reserved, 2020.